because I look cuter on the internet. You know that I look cuter on your phone. But still, I'll date you so I feel less alone. But please don't try to bring me home. No, no, with your host traps, love. And Ariel, this is I look cuter on the internet. Disclaimer. Hello, this is I Look Cuter on the Internet. We have a lot of fun here on I Look Cuter on the Internet, but Ariel and I discuss a pretty serious topic today called closure. In it, there are some trigger warnings as far as depression mentions and suicide mentions, and so I just want to warn you all now that that's a thing. Also, Ariel's audio quality isn't the best. We're well aware of this. We're working on it the best that we can, and maybe in the future we'll be able to figure out a way where Ariel can record on her end of things and send it to me to edit. Until then, you can understand her. I did the best I could, but sometimes it gets a little scrambled. It'll sound fine, but I just wanted to warn you that we understand and we have gotten your messages about Ariel's audio quality. We are doing the best that we can. She's recording off of a phone, and I'm recording off of a microphone. It's a little bit different. Okay, enjoy the episode. Hi. Hey, friend. This is, uh, I look cuter on the internet. Ah! <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot that I, I forgot that I put this mirror on my couch, like not actually attached to anything, just purely for aesthetic purposes, because it makes it look cool. But it's not attached to anything, and then I just kicked it, and I thought it was gonna collapse on me, and I was terrified. And anyway, hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> That could have been the last ever episode because I could have been crushed to death by this giant wooden mirror. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm Ariel Apathetic. And I'm Travis Love. Welcome to the podcast where Ariel dies because of a giant mirror. And you never get closure, boom, episode topic. Whoa, my mind is blown. I know, Segway was magic. Vanity will be the death of us all. <laughs> um, This episode is all about our feelings on closure because we have completely different feelings on the subject. But before we get there, um, I'm having a conversation, like a real one, with the guy that I went on the coffee date with. The one that spilled his tea all over himself. I love that one. What happened to him? Yeah, he's great. Um, well, nothing's really been happening since that, which, by the way, by the time we're recording this, it's been about two weeks since that date. So it's been a while. It's been a bit. Um, we just kind of text and I've been doing this thing. I, I don't know that he actually actively listens to this podcast, so it's fine. I've been doing this thing where when I like somebody, I'm not texting them first because I don't need to seem needy and I really don't need anyone anymore. So when I actually like somebody, I don't go out of my way to message them. Um, so I've been waiting for him to message me. And it has finally paid off in the respect that after many days of barely talking, he messaged me and he has been actively texting me back pretty immediately and that's really great because we have not gotten to that point yet ever in the time that i've known him so good job 
you. Um, that being said, we're talking, and he's like, uh, you know, how's the new job? Which, by the way, I work at a cafe now. I actually got a job at the cafe that we went to, which is cute. And um, I was talking about him today when he texted me the first time, but I was at work because it was my first day. And um, then, uh, you know, so he was asking me how my day was, and then I was telling him that I was talking about him, and then he was like, you know, uh, are you excited that you're going to be making, you know, decent money this year? And I was like, yeah, because I made, like, nothing last year, and I'm going to be 26, and I want to feel like I'm financially secure. So I'm actually going to make okay money this year, knock on wood. And um, so I was like, I might actually be able to save up and go on a vacation at some point. What what a fucking thought. So, um, yeah. So we were just, it's not, like, the most interesting conversation in the world, but, like, he's asking me questions and um wants to know some stuff about me it's pretty cool has he said anything about meeting up again i haven't even barked up that tree because like literally he's really busy looking for a job but also like he tutors a lot around the state of jersey and i texted him a couple days ago and i was like you're going to be amazing because you said he was working on job applications a few days ago and it, it was one of our few texts of that day. And I was like, you're going to be amazing. You're going to get a job and not have to travel all of the time, but I'm sure you'll be even busier. But it wasn't like to slight him. It's just that he's super busy um, yeah. in that respect. Before I get back to him, I want to say that I think that like because someone came into the cafe today and it was that same archetype personality of just like a very awkward person that you can tell is very grounded and down to earth and i like that personality a lot i mean my ex-fiance was a lot like that but the other the the, the turn off of that personality that i found and i'm not saying that every single person like this is the same because that would be a stereotype and i don't want to do that but i am saying that from all of the people i've seen with this kind of personality it's also that they're very dedicated to working and being busy and studying and not really having that social connection. And that's a big thing that my ex and I, and I mean, we'll talk, I'm going to talk about him today. So those of you that have heard me talk about him before, but like wondered a little bit more because we're talking about closures, we'll get there later. Um, the, uh, the, the big thing that I found is that it's really hard to keep in touch with those types of people, even though I like them, because they're so dedicated to working. And that's great, but I need to find, you know, I, I try and introduce as much as I can without being controlling, which, you know, we could talk about also. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I want you to know that I want to talk to you, but I also am not going to go out of my way to talk to you if I don't feel like you're actively trying to talk to me. You know what I mean? No, I definitely feel that. So with this guy, that's kind of what I'm doing is I'm at a point in my life and I'm so happy about it. And you've all heard it uh, on the podcast over the course of the last few episodes where I'm like actively happy for the first time in I think five or six years like like I've had happy moments and I was very happy with my ex when we were together we lived together for a while it was great but I was very dependent on him for the happiness and I'm at this point right now where I am happy 
to be me and to be with myself. And every day is a great day because I'm there. And I've never experienced that. And I almost feel very, very heavy air quotes here because you can't see me normal with that. And it's really nice because I, I never thought that I would actually feel actively okay to be alive and not to get too serious right away, but um, I do right now, and I don't know how long it'll last, but I'm okay right now. And so with this type of personality person, with this person specifically, who is the person I'm, you know, actively of all the people I've dated recently, I, like I went on a date last night, for instance, I didn't tell you about that, but um, Ooh. yeah, but we'll get there later, I guess, but um. The, you know, with all of the people that I'm trying to date for the podcast and that I'm trying to date just to say I can date again, he's the only one I've, I think that, and I'm sorry to those of you that are listening that I have dated, uh, he's the only one that I've dated in recent history that I'm like, wow, I actively want to see this person again and I wouldn't mind if something more came of it, like talking more or hanging out more, but it's one of those things where it's on him and not on me to make that jump into let's speak more let's talk on the phone let's hang out i can't i can't be that person to change somebody else and i can't be that person to say anymore to say hey you're not talking to me and i wish that you would because i really want to see you i really want something to come of this because it's not my place I, anymore i can never be that person in the first place I used to be, and it's not healthy. It's really not. So, anyway, so that's kind of where I am. It's that we're just, like, right now having this conversation, whereas, and to bring it back to closures and to send it over to your side, um, I am not having to close this conversation with this person, whereas when I didn't talk to him actively for a little bit, because, like I said, I'm waiting for him to message me, it's not on me anymore to be the person that instigates things positively or negatively because I have my own life and it's it's just not, you know, I can reach out some of the time, but I'm not going to be 100% of the time reaching out. Um, it's It's good to know that with this person and with this type of personality, when I meet people like this, they might be antisocial, they might be very uh, inward, and maybe they just don't want to talk a lot of the time, and that's okay. But to set the clear boundary of, I will, you can see how often I will or am able to reach out to you right away. But if I see that you're not putting in that percentage of talking back to me, I'm just going to stop completely until you reach out. I am always like, I don't want to be the one who reaches out to other people. So I do, like, a little bit of reaching. Like, if I like somebody and I haven't talked to them in a few days or whatever, I might send a message. But then it's like, I'm only going to do that once, maybe twice. So it's like, if you're not reciprocating or, like, be giving me more interest than, than I am, then I just completely just stop talking to people. Yeah, and I think that, and this is, yeah, this is actually a really good segue, good for us. I think that in that respect, it's totally acceptable to not ghost because it's not ghosting, but to just like drop, to just, yeah. to just stop talking. Is there a different term for that? Like if you've been talking, but then you don't feel like the other person's interested, so you stop talking to them. What about it? Like, is there like a, a specific term for that? I don't, I don't know because ghosting is when someone's interested in you 
and maybe you've been talking, but you just stop communications. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we should look, I feel like that's something we should have looked at before we started. We should come up with a name for it. What about, uh, we can call it yetying or bigfooting, oh bigfooting. Yeah, bigfooting. Wait, what does that have to do with them not liking you, though? Um, it's like, <laughs> bigfoot's like, you don't believe in me, and I don't believe in you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Bigfooting, everyone. Hashtag Bigfooting. You heard it here first. So this has nothing to do with anything, but somebody just texted me a picture of them watching Emo the Musical, and I'm like, yes. Yes. (laughs) How many people have watched this because of our podcast? So many now. It's great. And now Netflix must be so. Based on the one Instagram comment that the lead guy commented, now we are all best friends. Yes, Netflix must be so proud that they put that that musical on because because of us, because of you specifically. Now we have like what tens of people that have seen this musical. Where's my check, Netflix? Where is I- it? <laughs> I demand an advertising credit, like something. Put them in IMDb. <laughs> I look cuter on the internet. Credited in Emo the Musical as best podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Benson, Jack, Anthony, if hi, <laughs> if you're listening to this because we're friends now, I was telling you, you missed it all on the Instagram. I was I was telling Ariel that if Benson Jack Anthony and I got married, we, he'd be Benson Jack Benson, which is a really good name. Yeah. Yeah. That'd so be I'm like me naming. Show. That'd be like me marrying someone with the last name Love, and then I'd be Travis Love Love. No. What if I just changed my first name to Love too, and then I'd just be Love Love Love? I, I like that. And then it would stop no. sounding like a name. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, hi, my name's Love, Love, Love. <laughs> you'd always have to, you wouldn't just say, my name is Love, Love, Love. Like, you'd have to put a little spin on it. My name's Love, Love, Love. <laughs> That's too many love. Love, 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 you know, like Lola. Um, Let's talk love. So, um... My mom called me yesterday because she's been ignoring me for a week. My mother's been ghosting me, everyone. (laughs) And then I put up a Facebook status being like, why is my mom ghosting me? But she finally messaged me to be like, okay, I'll stop ignoring you. And I'm like, what the hell are you mad about? But in this conversation, she was asking me what's going on in my dating life since she's forbidden from listening to the podcast anymore. So... She asked me what happened with the dentist. And I was like, I've told you this. I've told you. And she was like, no, you didn't. So I told her again, you know, talking to my mom. So I'm like, this fucking guy was trying to, like, cuddle. And, to me. and I was like, I don't fucking sleep at all. You know, like that. And then she's like, you know what? I think you might just be a horrible monster. Oh, my and God. I was, like, I was like, mom. She goes, she goes. So you just left and never talked to him again? And I was like, yes. She's like, um, you might be a horrible monster, honey. And like, literally, it's just like, um, that guy was just acting like people act when they like people. And I was like, well, it's fucking dumb. Oh, my God. 
was like, what the fuck are you texting me two days later to be like, I miss you? That's disgusting. And my, and my mom said, they're like, I mean, yes, but that's what people do when they like people. But she called me a horrible monster. In the end, she came around to my way of seeing things because I was saying to her, I was like, the way that we covered this, right? This is a new podcast news. Yeah. But the way this dude wanted to be with me every day and um, was trying to get me to like sleep over and like the way he was like just dove into like being in a relationship, like to me, it didn't feel like it had anything to do with me, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because to me, I'm like, I just feel like if you're willing to try to spend every single day with some girl that you just met, I'm sorry, that just sounds like you're lonely. And that has nothing to do with me. So you trying to basically, like, like I, I remember how I phrased it on the phone. But I was like, I'm accidentally in a long-term relationship after a week, you know? I was like, I don't, I didn't feel like there's anything personal about that. And I think one of the, the main things that um, people feel about, like, the reason why... I don't know, like, when people are, like, insulting people and saying, like, I don't want someone who's been with other people or whatever. I think it all comes down to wanting to feel a little bit special. And if you don't feel like that person wants you to be around all the time because they want you to be around all the time, they just want someone to be around all the time. I have no interest in that. I'm like, I'm not here to just be a somebody, you know, like a, a fucking seat filler, you know? Yes. It's different if you've been talking to someone and then later, you know, like you've been talking to them for a little while and then they want to see you all the time. That feels more like that has something to do with me. Like you want to see me because you want to see me. It's not just because you don't have anything else going on. So after I explained that she didn't, she, you know, took back a little bit of my horrible monstering. But my mom did call me a horrible monster yesterday. I mean, how far off is she, though? she's my mom she knows i'm a horrible monster but i was like no 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 i have i have good reason but yeah um so yeah mm-hmm. so okay uh, you know are, are we ready to break this down okay here we go i'm gonna start ready i'm ready okay because i want to piggyback off that because i really want to talk about my ex um here's the thing and I know that he's not listening to this. I know he doesn't even know about the podcast. And if he did, I hope he's not listening because I really don't want to contact him. I don't want him to know what I'm doing with my life. Um. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to quick run through just ba- the base of everything so I can catch up the listeners. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I met my ex-fiance in 2013 and I fell in love the second that I saw him. Right now in my life, in 2018, we're not together. It's fine. We'll get there. Um, I think that it has to do with the fact that now that I'm finally, you know, truthfully alone, I lost the love of my life, that I'm finally appreciating myself, that I'm realizing that I was in... This is on me. This is my side of things. I was using him because I, you know, whether or not I loved him, which I did, I, de- I definitely did. Um, It's one of those things where it's... I definitely needed somebody to validate the love that I have for them with with loving me back. And so for two years, from 2013 to 2015, 
I was trying to be with him. Ariel can attest to that because we were very close. We've been very close for years. She met him. She knew that I really liked him. He did not want to be with me for the longest time. Right? Yep. Okay. We've um, talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about it. We wrote a song that was like, you fucking suck. You know, we, 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 we had this whole <laughs> thing where we made fun of him for the fact that he didn't like me when I so clearly liked him. Um, Not really getting into him or his personality besides what you kind of already know in 2015 we got together in november it was november 7th and um it was great and uh we were together for exactly two years and um well just about and then uh it was great we lived together over the entirety of the summer of 2017 and then right at the end of summer, he had he was going to grad school in Canada. He went for year one in 2016, which is when I had my internship in music therapy. I'm a music therapist, and I'm taking my licensing exam in a couple weeks. So I'll tell you how that goes, podcast. Wish me luck, because um, it's a very important test. Because once I'm licensed, I can actually offer music therapy services and do what I did, do what I went to college for. Um, the uh, so. While I was in my internship, he had his first year in grad school. We were in open relationship at that point. Uh, he met somebody. It was a woman. He's bisexual. It's fine. I'm queer. It's okay. Um, he really liked that person. They slept together. He didn't tell me about it. He lied to me a whole bunch. I forgave him. Uh, he kept doing it. I forgave him. Coming back into the spring semester, we saw each other over the winter break. It was great. We were like, we shouldn't break up because we really, really love each other. Over the spring semester, it was fine because she wasn't there. This is going into the beginning of 2017. Um, then we lived together over the summer. At the end of the summer, after like five months of living together solidly, every single day seeing this person that I didn't get sick of seeing, um, he proposed to me. I wasn't going to propose to him till after grad school because I knew it would be a stressful time. I said yes. We got engaged. He went back to Canada, immediately cheated on me, even though once you're engaged, this is my opinion, everyone's relationship is different. My opinion, and I told him this, we were agreed on this, is that once we were engaged, we were committed to each other, we were going to be a closed relationship. He couldn't have that. Once he went back, he cheated on me, and then ultimately led me to break up with him because I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be someone's second choice, which leads me into what... Ariel was just talking about, about, you know, it's not being a horrible monster. It's saying, this is the line that I'm drawing. You need somebody to make you feel less lonely because you're so scared to be alone. I have been that for you. I have been that crutch. I was that crutch for my ex-fiance. I don't know if he ever truly loved me. I feel like he did toward the end, but I don't know how much of that was love and how much of that was desperation to A, maybe get away from his family, or B, have this stable thing once he got back to the States for real. Because, you know, after grad school, you're like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do with my life? Having somebody here that you actively like living with, regardless of if you are in a relationship with them, it makes it a little less scary to say, I have this college out of country, I have to leave this country that I'm going to school and come back to the States and find a life and find a job, and I don't want to be living with my family, but I might have to be doing that. Maybe I was just that stable thing for him. So, yeah. um, it's one of those things where, and I'm, I'm just so glad that I can talk comfortably about this, because if you saw me in November or December, I was a mess. I was very, very, very close to, like, ending it. I'm not going to 
you know, not going to not be blunt about that. It was very hard for me. So, um, to, to say that, to say that, to be very close to somebody and to see that they want to spend a lot of time with you, you feel special, but it is after a certain amount of time. And I definitely think that he enjoyed spending time with me and that he enjoyed being with me. But at the same time, how much of that and with Ariel and the dentist, of course, it's a completely different scenario. But how much of that was I'm a lonely dentist and I don't have many friends and I don't actively pursue social relationships with people that I'm not having sex with, which is my ex-fiance to a T. And how because we live together and anytime I offered him my car to go and see his friends actively drive down, see your friends. We're not far from your hometown. He would turn that down because he wanted to spend time with me or because he just didn't feel like it. And that's fine. I get it. Everyone has different prerogatives. My prerogatives are constantly seeing my friends. I go and see Ariel as much as I am fiscally capable of doing, but it's one of those things where I can't change somebody and I want somebody to be there for me. But once you start needing someone so desperately and you, you wonder if they actually need you because they want to be with you or if they need you because they're so horribly afraid of being alone. And for me, at the end of that relationship, I didn't leave him until I left him because I was so scared to leave him. And then when I did, it was awful at first. It was terrible. It was terrifying. I didn't want to be alone. I was afraid to be by myself because I was afraid I was going to die. And to to get to a point now where I'm at, where I finally like am at a point where I can think about it rationally and say, no, I was just afraid to be alone because I was afraid to be with my thoughts because I was afraid of having this future where I might be by myself for a while or maybe for the rest of my life. But knowing that I have close friends that care about me, I have people that talked me off the ledge, I have people there that love me and I can love myself, which is such a big thing. I don't need that person, which is why it's working out kind of well with this new guy. I don't need that person there to validate me because I can validate myself. So to move into the closure aspect of this, because it's very important, I haven't spoken to my ex-fiance since December 12th. And the reason is because we were best friends, you know, or at least in my my opinion of it, we were very close friends in those two years of me wanting to date him and him saying no. We got very close as friends, and then it gradually, very naturally evolved into a relationship, evolved, when he uh, admitted, when he said that he would let me go on a date with him, and then that turned into the relationship that we had. And it was a very good time, and I will remember it fondly forever. But... Uh, when we broke up, it was in October and then again in November because I broke up with him and then he said we're never going to get back together in November, which devastated me because I was just like, let's go on a break because you need to find yourself. And he was like, let's break up forever because I found myself not with you, <laughs> um, basically. Um, and November was when I was super depressed and October was when he was supposedly super depressed. I don't know. He's in Canada. I have no way of knowing that. I can only go by what he told me. Um, it's one of those things where I don't fault him 
But at the same time, I was like, we're friends. We were friends before. We can be friends after. And I actively tried to let's watch a movie together on Skype because we're friends and you're far away. So it's not like we can hang out or and that's what we used to do anyway. Or let's uh, do this. Let's talk about this. And it became more and more tedious for me to get him to talk to me. And it became more one word responses. And at that point, I was like, okay, he's at a point where he doesn't want to talk to me. I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to him because he doesn't want to talk to me. He's not giving me the apology that I I deserve because he really did fuck me over by fucking someone else. And whether or not he ever gives me that apology, I don't deserve to be treated this way as a friend that is actively reaching out to say, how are you? I hope that you're doing okay. Please don't be depressed because I know that it's lonely and scary in a country by yourself. And I understand the fact, trying to see things from your perspective, that you might have found this woman and slept with her out of sheer desperation of being alone instead of finding a friend that can comfort you without the ability of having sex with that person. It's not my place to say. It is his life. But I can say how I feel about it because we were very close. We were together. It does affect me. Ultimately, at the end of the day, his decisions are his and my decisions are mine. And I don't regret, which is such a good thing to say, my decision to leave him. And I don't regret my decision to stop talking to him and effectively ghost him because it isn't okay and yes, of course I deserve closure. We both do. And of course I still have his stuff. He has some of my stuff. I don't want it back. I don't want to talk to him. I don't ever want to see him or talk to him again because I don't know that I'll ever get to a point where I can say, yes, it's okay. I forgive you. I forgive myself. I forgive what he did. I don't know if I can ever forgive him enough to say, yes, let's talk. Let's meet up and exchange our stuff and then for real be out of each other's lives forever and maybe that's because of my own inability to say once he has his stuff back I'll never see him again and I'll never talk to him again when that's already what I want now or maybe it's just holding on to false hope or maybe it's just thinking that something else will happen some third option I'm not thinking about but I swear to you listeners I really just I'm not in a place where it's going to ever be okay for me to talk to him because once you are betrayed to that level, it gets to be this thing where closure as much as you want it and as much as I think closure is important and I will try and come back to that later because I'm getting tired of talking. It's Ariel's turn in a second. But as important as closure is, sometimes I agree that it's not important to have it if you can find closure within yourself. Yeah. I don't really know what to say to follow up what you just said, but... <laughs> okay, um, how do you feel about closure? I don't care about it. Why? I honestly... Well, because basically... Well, the only serious relationship that I had that was something similar to yours was... My ex that I moved to the city with, we lived together, all that stuff, and then we broke up. And while my problem is I don't like breaking up, and I'm usually the person who ends up getting broken up with because I never know when to let anything go. 
I can't quit jobs. I can't break up with people. And then I'm always like, no, but we said we were going to be together, so we're going to make it work, you know? Yeah. So for me, breaking up is what I have a problem with. But I remember when we were breaking up, he, I was like talking and I was like, okay, but should we be breaking up? Or is there stuff we can work on? And then he, um, he called me annoying. Oh. And in that moment when I'm like, well, maybe we could blah, blah. He said something about like the way that, cause I'm the way I am. I'm like, you know, I'll, you know, come over and like, you know, be all huggy or whatever, like, you know, bite you or something like that. And he called, he said that I was annoying. And in that, in that moment, I was just like, oh, okay. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, okay. All right, I get it. We good? And he was like, um, yeah. And he was worried that I was upset. But I was like, no, because this isn't anything that's going to change. You just don't like me. Like, you just don't like me anymore. Because you're calling the way that I show affection annoying. So right there, now I had been upset, and I was upset about breaking up, and then he called me annoying in the breakup, and I was like, oh, all right, cool, we're good, never mind. We don't have to talk about it anymore. And he was like, oh, okay. And then, literally, he walked out of the room, and I did cry just a little bit, just because I was already crying, but then I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to download Tinder. And literally, he walked back in the room, and I was like, I just downloaded Tinder. And he's like, yeah, of course you did. And I was like, I'm going to go on dates. That was it. And then he actually still lived with me for a month because he didn't have anywhere to live. Um, so he lived with me for a month. And in that month, I was going on dates. I'd come home from dates. And if we just got drinks, he'd be like, did they buy you dinner? No, I'll make you dinner. And I would tell him about the dates because I was like, he didn't like me like that, you know, because we had been like best friends. But he called me annoying, so he didn't like me. So I'm like, okay, you don't like me. We're not working anything out. This is done. I'm going to go back to what I would be doing right now as a single person, which would be do this. So, I, you know, I tell him about the date, whatever, and he moved out. And, like, there was only one thing where he would just wanted to, like, hug or whatever the night before he left, you know, because he would sleep on the couch, I'd sleep in the bed. But... He wanted, you know, like, hugs. And we did talk a little bit about, you know, like, how we had been friends. But knowing that we're not going to see each other. But that we didn't get into a whole lot of stuff. And then we stayed, not like friends, but like, you know, if something reminded me of him, I'd say, like a meme or something, I'd send it to him. And then over the summer, he, I sent something, I told him to tell his mom happy birthday because I lost her number. And he, and he said, you can't talk to me anymore. Huh. So so I said, okay. And I've never talked to him again. I literally do not care. I don't know and I don't care why he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I never, like, the only time that it comes up is when people ask if we still talk. And I'm like, no. And then they ask why. And I say, I literally don't know. But there's never been a moment where I'm like, I wonder what happened. I wonder why he doesn't, like, I don't give a fuck why he doesn't talk to me. He doesn't talk to me, you know? That's interesting. It does not not affect me, whatever reasoning, whatever happened to his life that he feels like we can't be friends or whatever. It literally does not affect me. 
you know what I mean? I'm like, we weren't going to ever date again. That just wasn't going to happen because he called me annoying. But like, that wasn't ever going to happen. So I'm like, all right, we weren't going to, we weren't like trying to be hanging out friends or anything. So he's just an ex-boyfriend who I had a lot of history with. And he just said, don't message me anymore. And I said, okay, that's it. So for me, I can't explain to you why it doesn't matter to me. Since you're a person who that that kind of thing matters, I I just don't care. Like, but that's just I don't know. That's just kind of how I am with anything. I'm like, if you don't feel the need to talk to me anymore, I don't see how that affects me because you like, and that's not just like him. I'm like also like going on dates or anything like that. Um, if the person stops talking to me, I'm like, okay. They stop talking to me. It does not affect me at all because the only reason why I would want to know why you stopped talking to me is because that would make me feel like, like, what are, what are they possibly going to say? Like, if I go on a date with somebody and I have a nice time and I think that things went well and then they never talk to me again, what are you possibly going to say to me about that date or about why you didn't talk to me that would affect who I am as a person? Like, what are you possibly going to say that affects me at all? Oh, what are you going to say? I get it. Oh, yeah, because it's like, like, let's say I did some faux pas on the date and they're like, you, you chew with your mouth open or something like that. I'd be like, okay, way to make me feel shitty about the way I eat. Why did you need to message me that, you know? Or like, you... You know, whatever, you didn't pay for the bill. Like, okay, I that doesn't matter if you told me that before the date. I wouldn't have been coming, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that you can say about the way I was on a date or anything that's going to affect me. So I don't need to know it. But yeah, like, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Like, Oh, it absolutely does. And when you put it like that, of course, it's it makes total sense. I, um... I can I can completely understand that and I think that that's why a lot of people might do the same thing because it is really shitty to just like go on one date and be like this is the reason I won't continue to date you but at the same time if and this is this is me this is me if 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 two people have like a connection like me and T guy and then he just randomly just stopped talking to me, which, you know, we didn't really talk for a couple days. And I thought, oh, okay, this isn't going to go anywhere. I don't need closure, but I want it because there was definitely something there. And he definitely said he wanted to see me again. I completely understand the concept of it doesn't affect me or the rest of my life because clearly you're not this person I'm supposed to be with if you're going to stop talking to me. And clearly whatever turned you off about me is not going to change. And I think that the older that I get and the more that I'm like, hey, everyone, I'm completely myself. I'm open and honest about everything. I just spent 15 minutes telling you about a very serious topic in my life and it's going to be public for the world to listen to. I think that the more that I get like that, the less that I care about closure. But I do think that for people that are more insecure, people that do really need to understand why something didn't work out, which sometimes I do, you, you really do want somebody to say, hey, I very much enjoyed my time with you. It really sucks that it's not going to continue. And it's not on you and it's not on me. But I want to just have that moment to say goodbye. And I think that that's what's missing with a lot of maybe just young relationships, maybe serious relationships. Just have that moment 
that last hug, that thing that you just wanted to say for years, like, or, you know, with my ex-fiance, like, I never want to speak to him again. If we had that quote-unquote moment of finality, maybe I'd say something like, hey, I really fu- I really fucking hated that any time that you had to get up in the morning, you were really grumpy because you had to pee, and that always pissed me off, but I started to find it cute mostly because I was in love with you, but being really grumpy in the morning because you have to pee is a common thing. Everyone has to pee when they wake up. I'm sorry, you're not special. <laughs> but just to be able to have that, maybe even a little bit of humor, you know what I mean? And just have that like that last thing. You kind of had it with the, the guy that was living with you because, you know, you were like, okay, you find me annoying. That's fine. We're done. This is it. And then... He lived with you for a month. You weren't sleeping together. You weren't together. You were never going to get back together. But you got to tell him about some dates. And whether or not that was cathartic or whether or not it mattered that he made you dinner if the date didn't get you anything to eat, stuff like that, it still feels like you had that period of time to just, like, close all of the doors, close all of the things that you liked about each other and say, this was a period in our lives and that period is done. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, I feel like if we hadn't lived together for a month, I probably still wouldn't care. But I did get to say some things because we were together. Like maybe maybe before he left, you were like, or maybe after you broke up, you were like, you know, I really don't like that you do this thing. I don't know that you ever said that, but maybe you did. That's not the type of thing when I, that's part of my reason that I don't want closure, saying stuff like that, like you, this. Like, the most thing that I said was, you know, I told him that just to take care of himself, because even though I wasn't in love with him anymore, I did love him, and I didn't want him to get into bad situations where he would hurt himself. And we say, you know, you're my best friend, and I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And we're like, good, you know? So that did come out in the weeks that we lived together, but it wasn't about, you know, saying... I have an issue with this or, you know, cause I'm like, that's one of my things with like, um, more closure stuff really is focused on. Cause I feel like there's such differing opinions on dates and closure. That's where we get very into like very different thinking about it. But one of the reasons I don't ever, like I ghost people. One of the reasons why is because it's just like, if I've only gone on one or two dates with you, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm not a person who has any right to tell you that there's anything that's wrong with you. And not even just wrong with you, but like, if I'm not attracted to you or I don't feel certain, you know, certain things. Because, I mean, it's a big world there. And just because one person isn't attracted to something doesn't mean somebody else is going to be. And who the hell am I to tell somebody something that I didn't like and have it get into their head and give themselves doubt about it when it's just something about them? Like, Absolutely. they might have might have done something on the date or whatever, or it could just be that I'm not attracted. But if they like me, that's going to get into their head. Okay. All right. But to just, like, you know, finish up what I was saying, I just don't feel like anybody really has the right to say, like, this is what I had an issue with after you've only gone on, like, a couple dates with somebody. Because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to mess with somebody's head. Like, somebody, like, 
if I like somebody and I was enjoying my time and then they turn around and they're like, I'm not attracted to you. Or if they turn around and say like, the way you laugh annoyed me or so, you know, or anything, just like anything to do with it. If I like them, it's going to get in my head a little bit and maybe not forever, but it's going to get in my head a little bit. And like you were saying, people who are a little bit more self, um, like insecure might need closure. And I'm like, that's the exact type of person that I wouldn't want to have that conversation with. Cause I don't want to say something and have them think like, Oh, well, if she didn't like it, maybe that's something I should work on or change. Because unless they were actually being a douche, if that's just who they are and it didn't vibe, then who the hell am I to tell somebody that this is what I don't like about you, you know? So to me, I feel like going and giving closure or, like, talking to them and being like, this is what didn't work out is kind of rude. Like, I know ghosting is supposed to be more rude, but I'm like, I'm just not talking to you anymore. You don't know why I stopped talking to you. You are free to imagine whatever in the world happened. But, you know what I mean? I'm not going to sit down and be like, so your table manners are weird or something, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. And I think, sorry, I think that um, I definitely agree with you. You know, it's not. It's not on the person to be like, this is what I didn't like about you, especially if it's some arbitrary thing. But at the same time, like, if you're going to be a, if you're going to ghost, but you're going to ghost at a really inopportune moment, like, here's a very good example. Um, there's this person that lives up, like, up, like, New Paltz, Poughkeepsie area, and we matched on Tinder a while back, post, post breakup with uh, the ex, and, um, we were talking and we were having a really good conversation and, um, we literally, like, I can't read you the messages because I don't have them anymore because I had deleted the Tinder and then re-downloaded it for the podcast. But in that interim of doing those things, we were talking about meeting and it was going to be really nice and we were talking about what we would do and then, um, neither of us said anything weird. It was just one of those things where he was, like, asking me about... Thing, oh God, it was something like, what do you not like? Or maybe he was just like, you know, what, what turns you off? <laughs> and it was something along those lines. And I was like, I really don't like when people ghost other people with no good reason for it. And then he never responded. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's really funny in retrospect, but at the time, like I messaged him, a f- I messaged him a few days later, and I was like, "Wow, that was a really bad time to decide to do that, or maybe the perfect time." So good, good job for you. I had a guy once. I am such a dick because I went on one of, like, I can think of two of my best dates that I've ever been on, and I ghosted both of them. Really? Yes. My two best dates when I think back, and I'm like, what was like a really good date? I have two perfectly magical nights. Okay, never talk to either of them again. Oh my god! <laughs> but like, no, like I literally will still tell people, I'm like, oh my god, and then this, and I still talk about the dates. I'm like, it was so nice. Like, and then what happened? I'm like, I don't want to talk about doing it. <laughs> but the one that I was thinking of was this guy last year literally like 
this guy at like a like a beer hall. It was a really cool place. Literally, as soon as I sat down, we clicked. Like, I, <laughs> as soon as we sat down, I clicked with this guy, and it was like we were talking and. Literally both the same douchey fucking people. Like, we instantly were sitting across. because like, you know, kidding me with everything. We're sitting across this guy who's with two girls. And he's just like, all right, which one's his friend? Which one's he fucking? I'm like, oh, he's fucking that one. And we're sitting across from them, okay? Like, we're being dicks. And we're sitting there. And we're, we just start, like, explaining everything that that guy is doing while he's sitting across from us. Like, we were having so much fun being asked. And then we left, and we went, like, somewhere else. It was, like, last year around December-ish, so we ended up in, like, a Christmas village. It was nice. We went to, like, this bar. We got VIP cards. Go back to this bar whenever we want to get free drinks. I never went back. But we literally, by the end, we had, like, inside jokes. We, I, I literally cried my makeup off at one point because it was, like, so fun. We're, like, having so much fun. He was so funny. Literally cried my makeup off. And then I never talked to him again. And oh he sent me a message, like, two days later that was just like, hey, you know. And he said something. He was like, yeah. He's like, blah, blah, blah. Said something. And then he was like, Joe. How do you feel like ghosting you? Because people who ghost people, they're like, suck, right? Right, ghosting? And then I never answered. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I kissed him and everything. Like, literally, up until the moment I got out of my train, we were yelling inside jokes to each other. And I was like, bye. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> magical we like looking out of it we went all over the place we went all over the city that day we were looking over the water we were holding hands we were, oh my god it was so fun <laughs> why didn't you ever want to see him again <laughs> i just didn't i don't know I was just like, I don't know. We we just had a nice time, whatever. But I just didn't really, I don't know. I had a really nice time, and it was it was really good and a really nice night as a single night, you know, like as a one time single night. There's no reason why you can't have like a like you said. You like the dates to be the best thing ever. That doesn't mean that you ever want to see that person again. That's true. So that is a little bit like, but we had such a nice time. And it's like, yeah. So it, on one hand, it's kind of like, you're being a dick. But then it's like, but we had a nice time. And this would be, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun. And I literally never texted him again. He even tried to call me out on it. And I just never answered. How long ago yeah. was this? Last year. Well, like, not last year. This was 2016. If you're listening, get in touch. I don't even know that dude's name. I do not even remember his name. My favorite time, though, that I ghosted someone was this guy that I kissed at a bar. And because literally I give my information to any bars. I'm so easy to murder. Um, I 
with Snapchat friends with this guy that I made out with. And then he kept messaging me every fucking day, being, you know, trying to get my attention. And then finally, I just made a meme of Danny Phantom going ghost. And I was like, after I have a great night with someone, and then it was Danny Phantom going ghost, and I sent it to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> And he was like, you know what? <laughs> I respect that. You just turned me down in meme. <laughs> you used your head stuff. He was like, you have a good life. And I was like, you too. <laughs> that was my favorite kind of thing. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> so, for the face on land purely of men that I've matched with on Tinder, enjoy that one. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Yes, anyone that clearly has matched with us on Tinder because they then say to us, I want to go on a date with you so I can be on your podcast, which has started happening, um, just be ready to get ghosted. Yeah, no way. I went to, um, I almost went to this bar last night, and as I was walking in, I was like, we didn't end up going because they didn't serve hot wings there, so we went to the other bar where we met the random people, but... Um, I, as I was walking in, I was like, oh, this is where the dentist hangs out. Oh, that far. <laughs> watch, watch me walk in and just be like, so, <laughs> just walk past him. What's up, off. dentist? So, dentist, let me see them teeth. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bars, I just got a text from that kid from the bar <laughs> Ooh, the one you're going to corrupt? Oh, God, I'm, I'm going to be so mean to him. I, I need to not. Just, like, is that large part of it. It's like, no. This kid was so nice. I'm like, don't do it. Don't don't ever talk to him again because you are going to be, like, a horrible, horrible monster. And this kid seems slightly more fragile. So, but then I'm like, yeah, well, fuck his shit up. So... <laughs> Here's the thing that Ariel and I have in common, and I think it's the reason that we're really good friends, and it's also the reason that we're both terrible people that don't deserve love, is um, very specifically, uh, I, 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 same person, my ex-fiance, when I first met him and fell in love with him, he was the nicest person in the entire world, sweet as can be, very kind to everyone, and I was a complete asshole, and I made him do everything for me. I made him wait on me hand and foot because I knew that I could because I'm an awful human being, and I was an awful human being, and um, Ariel knows that. Like, you know, we probably never would have talked about it if it didn't come up naturally, but she knows that I did that to him. Oh, God. I also used to, my ex that I lived with, when we, when we started dating, he was so freaking nice all the time. And, like, the stuff that he used to say to me, like, if you read it in a romance book, would be like, nobody says that. And he would say stuff like that all the time. And my response would just be like, nigga, you good, or something like that. You know what I mean? Just be good. <laughs> I said that to him all the time, and then he would just be like, like, my favorite, oh my god, like, when my ex told me, told me that he loved me, I told you the story, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell it to you guys if you don't know it, so, we went to, we went to a friend's party, we were sleeping over, and we never 
you know, I love you, just feel like I really like you. And I was drunk, and I said something that was nice, and he was like, what, do you love me? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, me too, me too. And I was, like, drunk, so I'm like, but I'm the lady, so you have to say it first. <laughs> so tomorrow you're going to say it first. And he's like, okay. And literally, he was so excited, it was ridiculous. So then we go to bed, and then the next day I wake up, and I roll over, and he's already awake and smiling at me. And he's like, Ariel, I love you. And I couldn't even help it. He was so happy about it. I literally threw him the journey of love and was like, ew. And I rolled away. And I, was, I rolled over, and I was, like, I was like, that's disgusting. Why would you? And he, he, I rolled back over, and the fury in his face, he literally took me threw me out of the bed and I couldn't even breathe I was I started laughing so hard he just started beating the shit out of me with a pillow and I was like I couldn't even tell I gave an answer to be like no I love you because I couldn't stop laughing over how upset he was oh my god I know and then a guy that I dated I think uh, the guy I dated like, years and years ago, when he told me he loved me, I was like, well, if we have children, I have to name it after, and I named a different guy, and I was like, because I love him. And anyway... Nobody's nice to after dating me for a few months because I won't let you be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, that's I what like, it is. I was, like, I was like, but you used to say such nice things to me. And he'd be like, yeah, do you remember he used to say when I'd say nice things? He's like, you couldn't just let me say nice things. Like, yeah, so then everybody has to like be on the bed to be upset. <laughs> no i'm the same way it was like he'd always be you know very like especially like when i met him he was just so kind so kind so lovely uh and i would just be like a complete asshole to him one time that he always brought up not as a rude thing but as like a this is the moment i fell in love with you thing was fucking because it was also the moment that i was like this is the person for me was he used to, cause I didn't, I was living off campus at the point that I met him. So I didn't have any food swipes to get into any of the on-campus dining and get food. So if I ran out of food that I brought with me for the day, I had just had to starve or get someone to swipe me in. And, um, he had swipes because he had an unlimited pass cause he was a year behind me in school and was living on campus. And, um, he would swipe me in, uh, and he would get like, or, or he would just go in for me and he would get like chicken fingers because that was before I was vegetarian. And one of the times, this time specifically, was he would get, he got me chicken fingers and then he ran, like ran to make the bus with me to go to my apartment because we were going to my apartment because this was like in this interim period of, I really want to date you. And he was like, I'm just going to flirt with you a bunch and then sleep over at your house and not want to do anything with you. And we're not going to be a relationship because I'm not ready for that and don't want to be with you because I don't like you like that, even though he clearly did. Anyway, um... We were on the bus, and he hands me the chicken fingers out of his pocket, and I look at him. I look at the chicken fingers, and I'm like, thank you. And then, like, halfway through me saying thank you, I'm like, thank you. And then I just glare at him, and he's like, 
And he's like, what? And I'm like, no honey mustard? <laughs> That's me too! No, but then here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I'm glaring at him and I'm like, no honey mustard. And then out of his other pocket, he pulls out a thing of honey mustard. (laughs) And he's like, I knew you'd get upset. (laughs) Oh, I was so angry. (laughs) I love that. But he got it. He brought the honey mustard. And I was like, you can sleep on the bed tonight. (laughs) Oh, God. Somebody just texted me. He doesn't even believe in DNA. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I I think that everyone who's listening to our podcast has got to have gone and watched this movie by then. Speaking of which... We, I don't know how long we actually have in this recording, but I wanted to talk about, um, there was like two situations where I was ghosted that I actually thought about, and then we didn't cover recent sessions. Yes. So let's do both those things. You go first. Okay. So... I don't care about closure or anything like that, but there were two significant times that I was ghosted. The one was forever ago where I had a nice time with a guy, but literally as soon as he sat down, I looked at him and I was like, oh, we're never speaking again. And I was like, I know this is, I know we're not going to talk again because I know this guy is not going to message me again. I don't know why. I just, was it the guy that was good at everything? No, fuck that guy. Fuck him. I bet his life's great out there. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm so angry. I hate that guy. Wait, okay. Just, I, wait, did we cover him? Did we ever bring him up on this? No, we've never talked about him. Yeah, okay. I I, I couldn't even go see because he wouldn't stop messaging me. No, so I went on a date with this guy who, first of all, didn't look like his pictures because it was in there, but also... He was so nice, and he was good at everything. He did everything. There was never... Oh, God. We went to the cloisters, and, like, we were walking around, and literally, he's telling me about his life. He he was... What was he? He was in... He was a Marine. He was a Marine. So right there, he's got all his little Marine stories. And then he wrote a book... While he was a Marine, a book that I would read. Like, he described it to me, and I was like, God damn it, I want to read this book. Like, <laughs> he was going into, like, the science like the science of dragons and stuff. And I was like, God damn it, I'm so fucking interested in this. So, <laughs> he's telling about how he went to a special school where they had to live in the woods when he was in high school. That's, he used to do dog sledding. I was like, this guy has a way more interesting life than me, and I cannot handle it. And then, like, we're walking by the water, and he's, like, telling me about what the pH balance of the water is because he used to test the water. We get to the cloisters. He knows what every stone is and all of the history. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I don't know. He was the most interesting man in the world, and I hated him. And then 
at one point he was like, hey, you know, and he turned around and I was like, what, what, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? One time I built a jetpack and I flew across the river. I was like, fuck you. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> but he didn't even get upset. He was like, yep. And then he just mimed flying across the river. And I was like, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, I was so angry. <laughs> And then I I tried to ghost him, and he wouldn't stop messaging me. So I was like, fine, what are you up to? And he's like, I'm carving my own chessboard because I used to have one for my grandpa. And I'm carving it all from hand. I'm like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I literally, when I was on that date, he was like telling me about like how he doesn't drink. He's like, I drink a gallon of water a day, but I don't drink it out of plastic because there's so much plastic in landfills and we're killing the earth. And I like leaned forward and I was like, I crawled out of a pile of pizza boxes this morning. Cause I literally had, I was like, I crawled out of a pile of pizza boxes. This morning. <laughs> I was like, I almost wore my Halloween costume. It's a Batman. <laughs> it's a Batman corset. <laughs> I was like the clothes I'm wearing right now aren't even clean <laughs> amazing and he was like man that corset sounds nice and i was like shut the fuck up <laughs> like, <laughs> so upset. yeah yeah fuck that guy no it wasn't that guy <laughs> um, God. no this was years ago but i went on a date and i was like this guy's never gonna talk to me again but i was like i'm going to have a nice night anyway because you know whatever And then he never talked to me again. He messaged me a year later. A year later. And he he referenced something in the date as if we had just went on the date. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I remember that Shrek is Love video. Yeah. So I had said something about it on the date. He messages me a year later. (laughs) He's like, oh, man, that Shrek is Love video. I just watched it. It's been a year. I was like, so I got on new meds. And I'm like, all right, we're not talking anymore. I was like, why are you messaging me a year later? Like, I was like, okay. Oh my God. That's like that thing. That's like that thing. I had a Facebook cover for a while. It was a, it was a message and it was probably fake, but it was like, Someone messaged, someone texted someone, hey, what's up? And then two years later on the same day, it was, oh, sorry, I was busy. And the guy replied, it's been two years. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have, because somebody posted, there was an article about these people that, like, once a year, like, on Tinder, they would message, you know, they'd be like, oh, hey, what's up, blah, blah, and then, like, a year went by, and the person was like, oh, sorry, I was in the shower, and then the other person messaged back, like, months later, and were like, oh, yeah, sorry, I was taking a nap, and they did this for, like, a while, and, like, Tinder actually sent them on a vacation together, and I was like, fuck you guys, because I, I had to message that article to this guy that once a year I talked to from Tinder, and he was like, what the hell? He's like, we should be getting a vacation. And I was like, they stole our vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, have this dude on Instagram who messaged me, and he was like, it's that time of year. How you been? And I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but that's not what I was going to say. My other um, ghosting thing that pissed me off was the Spotify dude. Yeah, well... 
Of course. That was bullshit. Because I was seeing it for like four months, you know, not like all the time or anything, but for four months, never did anything. And then after four months, I slept with him and then he didn't ever talk to me again. But like he messaged me to make you some more annoying, he messaged me a week later inviting me to a party in his apartment. That's Connecticut. It's so I was like, Go fuck yourself. It's so fucking gross to me, like because he seemed really nice and it sucks it's nice. because it's so fucking gross to me that like he got to know you and then eventually just like it it seems just played the long con because you were like, I'm not gonna put out for you, I'm not gonna put out for you because we haven't been seeing each other long enough yet. Which is super respectable. I do the same thing. I don't sleep with people right away. I love dating people, but I'm not gonna sleep with someone right away. And I didn't sleep with him because I liked him, you know? That's I was what like, it is. Yeah, I was like, Oh, you know, I like this dude. I wanna I wanna continue to see this dude, so I'm not gonna sleep with him. And then I was like, and he was so nice to the point where I was like, I seriously think there's something wrong with him. Like, I was like, there's got to be something wrong with this guy. Like, I don't know what, you know, but yeah, and that bullshit. And I was like, all right, whatever. Not like in in the situation where it's like, I need closure, but I was still, I was actually, because on top of it, the sex was horrible. Was it? The worst part. Oh my God. It was, it was really bad. It was like making out with a mannequin, and then we couldn't even like finish having sex because he like basically had like whiskey dick and like fell asleep. And I was like, "This is horrible. This is horrible. I could be doing a million other things. What? Why are we tonight on this?" I didn't and know that. Like, yes, the sex was very bad. There was no chemistry. I've hooked up with people. Like, you know, like, my one night stands, you know, like, whatever. And where they were, it was better and more chemistry than there was with this guy. So it's not like I really wanted to see him again, but I was still pissed off that I was like, what the fuck? You're always super nice. And then after four months, we sleep together and you disappear. I was like, what? But not like wanted to know why he disappeared i was just like whatever fuck that dude but that one just me off yeah that that whole situation pissed me off for a while for you also um here's a good uh one more for you before we go into recent obsessions I was dating this guy you're gonna remember this story and it's really funny i was dating this guy in montclair and, um, why did I know him? Uh, I want to give him a nickname, but I don't remember why we met. Oh, I can call him NPR guy because he introduced me to the NPR show, Ask Me Another, which is eventually how I learned about Ophira Eisenberg. And now I'm actually friends with the host of that show on NPR. And uh, Ask Me Hi. Another, I'm friends with Ophira. So if not for this guy, I never would have known about her. So NPR guy. Um, he listened to a lot of NPR and we dated for like four months and there was like a little bit of chemistry. It was just a really nice time. He reminded me a lot of someone that I had dated back in 2011 that I was heartbroken over. So it was kind of nice to have that like similar personality thing. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, but like I wasn't super invested because I'd moved on and grown as a person, but he liked me a lot. And then we were just like, we weren't in a relationship. We were just kind of dating a lot, like a couple times a week. And it was really nice. Nothing super serious, but it was just exactly what I needed. And I would stay over there and we started like hanging out more. I'd sleep there a bit more, but it wasn't, it was never anything super serious. And then all of a sudden it stopped and I was like, huh? And I literally, literally never talked to him again. And I, like, I didn't send him a text. I never messaged him. He never messaged me. Like we went on a date. It was really great. And then I didn't ever see him again. And this is after like four months of having seen this person, but I didn't really care because it was never anything super serious. So what was it? Two and a half years go by and I get a text from him and it's like, I can't see you anymore because I love you and I'm falling in love with you and I don't want to be in love with you because it's really weird for me after this short of a period of time to care about somebody that much. Two and a half years later? And so, Yes. And so I text him a bunch of question marks and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, that message was sitting in my phone and I guess I never sent it that night after our date. Oh my God. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, no. I just, I forgot to send it, and I guess because I thought that I sent it, I never checked to see if you, because you never responded, so I never checked to see if it sent, because I was so embarrassed, and I was like, what the fuck? And then so he was like, didn't you wonder what happened? And I was like, I just figured that you just lost interest and didn't want to tell me about it. I get ghosted. It's a thing. And he was like, yeah, but we were dating for so long, and you could see that I really cared about you. And I was like, you were okay. And so... Um, so he's like, do you want to meet up? And I was like, sure. So we actually go out on a final date and fucking get this. Okay. We go out on a date and I don't remember fucking anything, anything about this guy. I don't even remember his name, Ariel. <laughs> if you were to ask me now what his name was, I don't know. So like we go out on this date and, like, he's asking me all of these questions about things that he remembers about me because he actually cared about me. He was like, oh, how's music therapy? How's your family? How's a bunch of stuff that I didn't think that he knew about that he knew about because he cared about me and listened when I talked? And I was oh. like, oh, you know, this and that. And then he'd be like, there'd be this silence where I think he wanted me to ask him things about him. But during during it, like... Anytime I had to ask him something, I'd be like, how's whatever you do for a living? And he got really, really angry at me. And he'd be like, what? And I'd be like, you know, whatever you're doing. And he's like, do you not remember what I do? And I'd be like, dude, it's been like two and a half years. And he'd be like, yeah, but like, I actually really cared about you and wanted like... And I'd be like, yeah, but man, I moved on. Like, I didn't keep you in, like, the back of my mind and everything that you've accomplished in life. I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know what you like. The only thing I remember about you and the only thing I will continue to remember about you is what your apartment looked like and 
that you liked NPR and that you introduced me to Ask Me Another. And in that regard, I would say it's really not good to try and get that closure after that long of a period of time because you'll come to realize that people aren't going to stick around in your memory maybe as much as you hope that they will. Yeah. So, so like, I think I broke his heart that night. I really do because, like, after the date, and there was no chemistry. Like, we used to have chemistry. There was nothing that night. Like, not even just because I didn't remember anything about him, but, like, actively we were both just like dreading being there like I would check my phone once in a while and like it was really bad so after the date was over I was like I'll I'll walk you home and he'd be like you really don't have to and I was like no I mean I should so I did and like we got halfway to his apartment and he was like you know I'm just gonna walk the rest of the way alone and I was like okay and so I turned around and I walked the other way and I have never heard from him since and I never will and it's okay because I didn't like him as much as he liked me but I also didn't know that he liked me that much because even though we were dating a lot it was very casual and he never sent me that text and it's so funny because the only reason that i agreed to go on that that last date with him was because i wanted to know like maybe this is something that could have been if that text had sent and i would have been like hey you know what cuz i don't know myself from two and a half years before that <clears throat> i don't know if in that moment i would have been like what do you mean you're falling in love with me and you don't want to see me anymore I want to see you then I want to see you even more who knows what could have happened you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's very sad it's a very sad ending to a very sad story but I you know he fucked up by I guess not checking to see if the message sent and I fucked up by agreeing to go on that date and ruining his perception of me but I'm an asshole and I think that he idolized the good parts of me and forgot that like I'm actively rude to people you know yeah but poor npr guy this is it this i don't know why i'm going to steal anel's story because she did not tell me i could tell if i'm going to okay this is our listener story then even though she's not listening so um she just went to new orleans which is why she left me alone on valentine's day and i had to meet a stranger from the internet and he had to be my date by the way, but that's right. Because this episode comes out weird. Yeah. After. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Valentine's day. I went out with a stranger from the internet, but, um, and now while she was in New Orleans, she met a dude while she was there with her friends. She met a dude and then he brought her around where she could have very easily been murdered, but he took her on a romantic like, tour of New Orleans he came back and like they made out and they didn't have sex but he slept over and like they cuddled all night Aww. and it was very very cute like she told me more details that I can't remember about like you know looking over the water and talking about life and everything and then he got up and like took a shower and then they kissed and then he left and she never even got his phone number <laughs> Like, she never got his phone number or anything. And I was listening to this, and I'm like, this is so romantic. And I was like, you're never going to see him again. Like, it was very, 
But I was like, you don't know what could have happened with that, but nothing actually could have happened because, you know, she's not going to move to New Orleans or anything, but... It's just one of those cute little things where you're just like, there's no ending to this. It's just, that was it. A little self-contained story. Yeah. Sad. <sighs> Good story. You know, you know, not a full story, because I don't remember everything that she told me, because I was too busy going, oh, through the whole Speaking of which, T-Guy asked me, because I was telling him how I could go on a vacation probably, like, within the next year. And, um, because I'm going on one in June, so I'm not going to plan, like, a solo one, because I'm going on this, like, adventure with my church down to Houston, which is going to be fun, because I'm going to get to do a lot of music. But, um, and that's the only reason that I do church anyway, is to do a lot of music. But, um, I'm going down to Houston at the end of June, so that's going to be my first time in Texas, and it's going to be my second time flying ever, so that's my real vacation of the year, even though I'm going to be working. But, um... Like, next year, I'm going to be able to take a vacation, and I'm thinking of going to New Orleans, and the only reason that I'm so, like, hyped about it, like, in that thought process is because, literally, the first vacation that my ex-fiance and I were going to take once once he got out of grad school was we were going to move back in together, save up over the summer, and we were going to go down to New Orleans because we both really want to see it, and, um... For a long time after the breakup, I was like, I guess I can never go there. I guess I can just never go there because that was going to be our thing. But now I feel like even more empowerment to go there because it has been a dream of mine to like visit that place where like French Creole is spoken and there's all this delicious food and there's a lot of like true like witch magic there and voodoo magic and like I'm super into that stuff, you know? And ghosts, like, I want to go on the ghost tours of New Orleans, like, that's something I really want to do, so I think that it could be such a good time to go there by myself, and so I'm thinking about doing that next, uh, next February, because it's gonna be, um, you know, uh, Fat Tuesday. Yeah. So that would be a lot of fun. Cause I've I, always wanted to go there. I really want to go... I really want to go on a vacation and I know you do too. And it's just a matter of like, just saying I'm going to do this and then doing it. You went to Ireland. That was incredible. You know? Yeah, that was fun. I've, I, I haven't had that. We've, we, we've talked about that before. I wish that that had anything to do with dating so that we could talk about it on here because we both have a lot of opinions on like people should be able to go on vacations more than they do, but that's not really yeah. a dating subject. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, so do we have time for latest Yeah, let's do that. So I need to mention on this one, because I don't remember which episode I mentioned it on. Um, when we were talking about latest obsessions, we were talking about two girls, one ghost. Oh, yeah. I was talking about how I was binging and everything. And then I think I mentioned in the podcast that I wrote them an email. Yes, you did. So if anybody was listening to that. Um, they got my email and they read it. So, encounters number six. You can hear my ghost stories. It's Fun so time. scary too. I can't believe some of the things that you were telling. I am surprised I didn't tell you those before. I also I was telling my coworker the other night, like um, I was telling him ghost like ghost stories and about the the alien encounter thing that I had. 
And he was like, what the hell? He's like, like, cause we were like driving home and he's like, nothing's ever happened to me. He's like, why don't the aliens, he's like, why don't ghosts and aliens want me? And then literally he drops me off. The next day I see him and he was like, you bitch. He's like, there's something was in my house. And I was like, what happened? And he was telling me how he was trying to sleep and his TV just started turning on and off. Night. Oh my God. And I was like, sorry. And he was like, nothing has ever happened that's even remotely like a ghost. And then last night, my TV just starts turning on and off randomly all night long. And he was like, this is our fault. That's so scary. I know. So I was like, there we go. I talked about it. Now everyone's fucking haunted. Because that same night he dropped me off and I was sitting in my living room. And my living room light started, it turned on and off like two or three times. And I was like, all right, good. Sure glad I started talking about this now I'm <laughs> Found my new apartment. But yeah, so my latest, that's not my latest obsession right now, but it is related to one of the other ones. So listeners, if you have any interesting ghosts, listen to Two Girls, One Ghost, because they're great, but... Also, you can hear my story in episode six of Encou- like the Encounters episodes. Yes. So send all but, your scary wait. ghost stories to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com and then send all your scary spooky date stories to Isla Cuter on the internet at gmail.com. Don't get yes. them confused. Unless you dated a ghost and then send it to both. Ooh, yeah, I want to hear those stories. Yeah. I want to hear, like, that woman who dated, like, who was married to the 300-year-old pirate. Oh, God, what a lucky, lucky woman. <laughs> Did you see there's another woman who posted, there's a video about this girl who says that she has sex with elves? I know, I want her to talk to us. I want to interview her on the <laughs> podcast. I need to understand. I'm like, is that the direction I should be moving? <laughs> like, God. I mean... Seem pretty happy with their choices, so I've just been having sex with boring humans. But like, maybe elf sex is the way to go. If anyone out there knows that person personally, please have her contact us. We will let her be on this with. I want to talk to her about it. Like, uh. I have to know more. But yeah, but my latest obsession also this weekend has just been podcasts. But have you have you listened to a very fatal murder? No, not yet. Did you I, listen to it? I haven't. Oh my god. I was crying and I came to work because I was starting to say something about the other podcast that I've been binging, Wine and Crime. Yeah. Jake, like, these two just it's so funny. They just get drunk and talk about crime. That's so but, good. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. But I walked into work and I was like so I've been listening to this funny crime podcast and my coworker, the same one who's um her roommate wants to be the next Rachel Bloom. She turned on and she's like, a very fatal murder. And I was like, no, but I love that one. (laughs) 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 So funny, especially if you like, like, like things like making a murder and stuff. It's basically making fun of that. Like there's one line where the guy's just like, it was a small rural town. They'd never even seen a podcaster. Oh my God. (laughs) He's like, the police force was suspiciously not doing as much as they could. They didn't even have a podcast department. (laughs) If they had a podcaster on the force, they could have solved this murder so long ago. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. 
like I definitely recommend everybody listen to it. Like all the episodes are really short too, so unfortunately, you can get through the entire thing like immediately. Like I finished it right away, but it's so funny. Are they still making it, or is it a one? Is it like done? I mean, they they finish it. They solve the murder at the end of the season. So I don't know if they're going to do something like it again. I hope they do with like a different murder or something, but I don't really know how they could. Oh, very like, interesting. It's, it's so funny, though. So what about you? What have you been obsessed? Um. Oh, so yes. One of the things that I want to uh, mention on that you mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, was that you, um, you just mentioned that like your coworker had the ghost thing happen after talking to you about ghosts. Mm-hmm. I've been a lot more aware of my emotions, of course. I mean, I've talked about that on here, but also of and like if my emotions are my own or if I'm feeling them from other people. Like today I cried and it was crying that came from within and it was my own emotions and I was sad and I wanted to cry, but Yesterday, I was feeling this overwhelming need to cry, and that was coming from outside in, and it just has to do with being an empath and feeling other people's emotions that I'm close to, and it's very interesting now that I, like, can actively say, oh, this is not coming from within my soul, I feel, you know, it's not coming from, like, when I get anxious, I feel it coming from right in the middle of my chest, but if I'm feeling anxiety from somebody else it comes from above and it feels like a pressure weighing down on me and that's the best way I can describe that anyway as far as ghosts are concerned I've been a lot more active at keeping them out of my personal space by just like not fearing them anymore which is really nice because like I've opened myself up to be more spiritual and to see ghosts again and to hear them and to connect with them if they want to connect with me I'm very open to that Ghosts right now because I'm gonna have to go to sleep. <laughs> it's uh, a hang up and go to sleep, and I don't need to be thinking about ghosts. No, I know it's it doesn't get scary. I've just been um, I've just been allowing myself, especially because of Star and Carly. Just like also, just like whenever we all hang out, we go to this very spiritual place and just like open ourselves up to whatever happens. Freaking place. That creepy freaking pra- place. Yeah. Oh, creepy there. Did I take you there? Yes. I love that place. And it's deserted town, like, completely deserted. It's, okay, so just to describe it really fast, because I do love it, so it can be an obsession. It is, there's a bridge, and when you cross the bridge, you feel like you're entering into, like, wind spirited away when she's crossing the river. It feels a lot like that, because you cross it, and it just feels like a whole different place. And there's just, like, all of these structures that are completely abandoned, but they're maintained. Like, they're not falling apart in any way, but they're completely abandoned. Nobody owns them. Nobody lives there, but they're just there. And it's, like, there's, a, there's like, literally an entire hotel just sitting there empty completely nobody's there like the hotel still has like you know it's set up like obviously people use it it's set up for people it's and then full just... of furniture it's it's full well, of and there's nobody there yeah and if you look in the windows it looks like it was open yesterday like it doesn't get dirt it doesn't get dusty it's just there and that's every single building. There's an entire house, like a modernized house. It's very modern looking. Looks like it was made within the last 10 years. Sitting right next to the bridge, but on the other side. 
and it's completely empty. It's full of furniture. It looks like somebody lives there. There's nobody ever there, ever. It's so, so weird. Um, But we go there a lot because we feel a lot of things and we see a lot of things. Every time I'm there, I see something. And sometimes things follow us back and we just have to say, hey, you're not allowed to do that unless it happens to be like one of our spirit guides. You know, like on Two Girls, One Ghost, they talk about the fruit flies. That's what uh, I think that Star, is it Star? Star also sees like little white fruit fly looking things around uh, them often. So it's one of those things. Um, I don't know what mine looks like. Anyway, um, so like I said, I've been open to more spiritual things happening. Well, there is a ghost. I, it's probably listening. It always does. There is a ghost that lives in my house. It has since I was a child. There might be more than one, but I think most of them have moved on or just like lost so much energy that they just like don't interact anymore. But there is one that is prevalent and I don't know that it's necessarily a good spirit, but it's not bad. It's just kind of down the middle, but it doesn't like kids and it does not like me. And, um, it lives under the stairs and it's fine. It's fine. We've actually, because sometimes it would open the door under the stairs. Cause there's like, there's a crawl space there. So it would open the door and leave it open in the middle of the night. And nobody talked about it. My dad just kind of, uh, drilled it shut with a screw and it can't get opened anymore. Um, and like, if we need to get under there for something, he literally, un- he, he takes the screw out and opens the door, gets what he needs and puts the screw back in. He keeps that door shut. But it can still get out because it's a spirit and spirits aren't confined to a space. But sometimes as I'm falling asleep, actually most nights, um, I feel like the noises change because I'm very used to I have fans on in my room because I need fans in order to sleep. But I also keep lights on because I don't like sleeping in pitch black darkness. I actually have three sources of light. One is the speaker that I record Ariel out of because I just leave my Bluetooth speaker on through the night connected to my At computer. Um, and one is my night light, which is a yellow light. And one is a, a, a light from my lamp that's blue. And so I have three sources of light. It's really nice. It's pretty bright in my room, but it's dark enough that I can sleep. Anyway, sometimes at night I'm falling asleep and I hear something and it's like, you know, maybe something moved a little differently than it should have in the wind of my fan. Or maybe it was my door, not like opening, but just like moving a little bit. And sometimes I can justify it as, oh, the fan did that. Or I just didn't hear that before, but that is a thing that keeps happening. But sometimes like I know that because I feel the energy change when I was I hear frequency changes really easily. I have sensitive hearing. So like when I was in my room on the first floor, whenever somebody came into my room, I would hear them come in even if they were completely silent because the frequency changed when somebody came into the room. That's what it sounds like. So whenever I hear it and it feels comfortable, I just let it be. I'm like, you know, if you want to watch me sleep, it's fine. It doesn't really bother me because I can sleep through this. That's why I think that there might be different entities here, but sometimes it just feels like this negative thing. That's just like staring at me and I will open my eyes and I will stare at my door and I will just say, you need to leave. And it's because of two girls, one ghost that I feel comfortable doing that because before then I would just like, 
get my heart would race and I would either try and ignore it or I would like turn on my light and I would just like sit there with my lamp on and just like stare like knowing that there's something there that I can't see but now I just like literally am confronting it like you are not welcome in my space I have told you that before every single time that I sage I say you know I want you to leave this house, but you have been here as long, if not longer than me. I'm not going to force you out because we share this this communal space, but you are not welcome in my room. That is my space. You are not welcome there. And I do that. And I, I every time I sage, I sage once a month to get rid of negative energies in my house. That is something. I think that it goes back into being under the stairs and then it slowly is like, oh, I can come out again because like, it's, that's so creepy. It is, and it's awful, and it's actually one of the reasons that I try and move out of my parents' house as much as I can because I don't like that thing, and it knows, and that's why, like, if it knows that I'm moving out, it's, like, completely dormant during the point that I, like, during the last, like, month that I'm home because it's like, oh, no, you're moving you're out. so creepy out. I'm sorry, but, um... Good out of myself. But it's just like, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I just like, I'm glad that I'm able to confront it in a way that it's like, I don't, I don't want to fight it. I don't want it to come at me and try and possess me. I don't want any of that. And I think that we're at a point and I don't think that it could because I think it's a spirit. I think it's like a, a neutral angry spirit. I don't think it's a, a, a demon or anything like that. But um, I think that we're at a, we're at an understanding where it's like, I understand that we don't like each other, but you need to understand that this is my space and you're not welcome in here, especially when I'm vulnerable and trying to sleep. It's not okay. And I think that that's okay. I think we've come to that kind of understanding and that's nice. So I feel like talking about it, something's going to happen tonight. So I'll keep you informed, but we'll see. Um, Anyway, so my, I have to go in a minute because I have to make lunches for work tomorrow because I work all day tomorrow at the cafe, but, um, I'm pretty obsessed with, uh, am I obsessed with anything right now? Um, a lot of obsessing about ghosts right there. That's true. I'm also obsessed with loving myself. So everyone go out and love yourself. Whenever you're listening to this, buy yourself a coffee, buy yourself some ice cream. You deserve it. You are a good person and you will get through this. Life is fucking rough and we are here to help you through the best we can. Um, so we did our listener story a little earlier, so we will wrap it up here if you're ready to wrap it up. Um, I think we covered everything. So um, send us your stories, good, bad dates, uh, sad stories that have to do with dates. If you love somebody and it's a happy story, we really take all types. If it's a sex story, you know, we won't get super explicit, but we'll talk about it if you want us to. Send us your stories. I look cuter on the internet at gmail.com. Very easy. Yep. Also follow us on social media. We are on yeah, Instagram at I look cuter on the internet. We have a Facebook group that like people are starting to join and that's pretty cool. I think that it's just people that want to date us and be on the podcast, but that's still cool. Um, <laughs> we're on, we're on Tinder, find us, match with us, love us, hate us. We are on, um, but we're on Tinder as ourselves. So you have to just like hope that it's us. Um, okay. Although I think both of our bios say that we're one half of I look cuter on the internet. Cause mine certainly does. Um, My- <laughs> yours doesn't. 
No. You should add I that in. Don't have it on the, I don't have it on the Tinder. I just tell people about it when we've matched. And I'm like, well, just so you know, go listen to what I'm like. Nice. Um, we're on Twitter, a neglected Twitter that we do our best to tweet people. But then at the same time, we're like, Twitter is really hard to use. And that's I-L-C-O-T-I podcast. That's the handle for that. So find us there. Um, you can listen to us. You're listening to us now. But if you need new places to listen to us, we are on iTunes and Google Play and Spreaker, maybe. And we're on SoundCloud and we're on our or on my website. And we're probably on a few other places that iTunes uses that we don't know about. Like Podcast Republic and CastBox and some other ones that are podcasty ones. And maybe in 10 or 15 episodes we'll get ourselves onto Spotify, but we have to build a fan base. So tell your friends about us too. And with that all being said many minutes later, I'm Travis Love. I'm Ariel Apathetic. And thank you so much for listening and... We will see you next time. Let's talk about love in only the realest ways. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about hate. Let's talk about love. I know it's a little overplayed. Let's talk about love, love, love and our worst dates. Because I look cuter on the internet. You know that I look cuter on your phone But still I'll date you so I feel less alone But please don't try to bring me home No, no, with your host Traps Love And Ariel, this is I look cuter on the internet